Bobby, we pooled our money, all of our chatter up savings. We sent you down to Atlanta as our correspondent for the NBA All-Star Weekend with one job in mind. Book LeBron James for an interview. Did you get it done? Uh, I definitely, absolutely got somebody who plays basketball to come on the show. Does that count? That sounds like a no, Bobby. Money down the toilet. You had one job. Shout out listeners, you have one job. This week we come to you with a brand new episode and your job is to listen. And why wouldn't you? Because we're going to talk about the biggest stories of the week, including Dak getting paid, the aforementioned NBA All-Star Weekend, Blake Griffin going to Brooklyn, Shaq's wrestling debut, Greg McDermott, Ben Roethlisberger, and a whole lot more trivia. Would you rather? It's all here this week, Bobby, and they're going to want to talk about it afterwards on social media. 100% they will. And just in case you weren't sure where to do it, hit us up on Instagram at chatter underscore up, same handle at chatter underscore up on Twitter. Also, send us an email if you want to write a little bit more. Chatterupodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And most importantly, hit us up wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Leave us a review. It is enormous to our growth as a podcast. Thank you for what you have done, and thank you for what you will continue to do. If you want LeBron on, you're going to have to give us those rate, review, subscribes. Yeah, this is the, I mean, that's the only way he's going to get here. So with that in mind, Jared, to convince LeBron, are you ready to do this? Oh, yeah, Bobby. LeBron, come on down, baby. Then let's do this, maybe someday with LeBron, and let's chatter up. Jared, another trip around the sun, as they say, right? That's that's what it means when you've gone a week, right? Yes. Yes, that's definitely exactly what it is. Another trip around the sun, Jared. Another week that has gone by with sports news, although it feels weird, even with the NBA All-Star break, that there's like not much professional sports action going on, right? No, but we made it through the beginning of this pandemic with nothing to talk about, and we will make it through, hopefully, what is the end. Absolutely. And Jared, just before we'd started to record this huge news, let's start it off, Jared. What did we miss? Yeah, Bobby, I want to thank Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones for getting this done right as we were about to record this podcast. The way this usually works is we record the podcast and then something big happens right after we record it or the next morning and we have to then decide what do we do and we end up recording another segment. It's annoying. Thank you, Dak and Jerry, for getting this done right before so we could include it in this recording. What am I talking about? Dak Prescott getting paid, Bobby. Dak finally gets the big deal from the Cowboys. Four years, $162 million, 126 of that guaranteed. Are you surprised that this finally got done, Bobby? I am shocked. I had absolutely no faith that anything was going to happen this season other than Dak getting tagged, making an absurd amount of money, and then going to free agency. I thought the Cowboys had butchered these negotiations long before now. I thought there was no hope that they were going to get this done. And then all of a sudden, they pull a rabbit out of their hat and get this done. I mean, I, I'm like equally surprised that Jerry Jones was able to get this done and that Dak was even willing to sign. I figured after all that had happened, not the least of which was not being included in the hype video, that like this wasn't going to happen. And yet all of a sudden he comes out a very, very rich man averaging just over $40 million a year. I mean, that's all-time quarterback level right there. I mean, good, good for him. Yeah, maybe the injury had something to do with it because I was the same as you. I thought at this point he'll come back this year because we know he's really good. I don't think either of us would have him in the top five, but he's definitely in the top ten. He's very, very good. And I thought this year would be, all right, he'll come back, play under the tag another year, and then do the Kirk Cousins, become an unrestricted free agent next year and get paid. But maybe that injury had something to do with it. Now, it's kind of crazy that he had what was a brutal injury, just gruesome. And yet still, he still gets all this money after having played whatever it was for four or five games last year. But maybe he was thinking like, okay, but if that happens again, he might not get this level of a deal as a free agent next year. So it was like, all right, happened one time. He's still able to get paid. Happens twice, probably not. So maybe that's what led him into doing it. But good for Dak. And I think as shocked as I am that it happened, it's the right move for the Cowboys. Whatever you think, like we said, it's probably not a top five quarterback, but he's very good. And 
you just need one of these guys generally to be a contender. A hundred percent. And especially, especially given the division that they play in. If you have a quarterback like Dak Prescott, who I would actually disagree with you is totally capable of being a top five quarterback, whether he will or won't up in the air. But I totally think he's capable of that and can put up numbers that show that. Who's the other quarterback there that you're afraid that is going to win that division? Jalen Hurts, Danny Dimes, and whoever the hell is starting for Washington at this point, it's Taylor Heineke. Like, yeah, I'm going to bet on Dallas really early and say it's not going to be close that they're going to run away with this division. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense from that perspective for Dallas. Another quarterback who got a new contract this week on the totally opposite end of the spectrum, Ben Roethlisberger. His status with the Steelers was up in the air for a few weeks. A couple weeks ago, it looked like maybe they wouldn't bring him back. This week, they announced Ben will be back, took less money, cut down his salary from like $40 million or something like that, down to 14 to make it work. There's been some discussion, Bobby, as to whether Steelers should have done this or not. Obviously, he's an immortal Steeler, one of the best Steelers to ever play. But he's old. Bobby, was it a mistake for the Steelers to bring back Big Ben? I don't think it was a mistake. They went 11-0 with him starting. Now, granted, they definitely crawled to the finish line, limped into the playoffs, and looked bad. Sure. But he's Ben Roethlisberger. He definitely didn't look great all the time, but is definitely better than any backup. He's better than Mason Rudolph. He's better than Duck Hodges. And so your options are, you know, with that kind of pick in the draft, with what they've got, they're in the lower half. You're not going to get a, you know, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, obviously not Trevor Lawrence. And so what do you do? Do you like mortgage your future to trade up to go get a franchise quarterback? Or do you see what you got with what you have that got you 11 consecutive wins? I mean, team can still go. Juju is an idiot who dances on logos, but he's good. Like that team can play. Deontay Johnson can play. Their defense is obviously a a very strong defense with guys like TJ Watt leading the pack. The team can play and they don't need an all-star quarterback to win. They just need him to be serviceable and a little, maybe a little bit above that. And he is, he is serviceable and a little bit above that. And I think that they made the right call. Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth on this because you look at his stats from last year. They're actually pretty good. He threw over 30 touchdowns, only threw 10 interceptions. He threw for nearly 4,000 yards. Those are objectively good stats. And you're right. The team obviously was a disappointing end to the season, but the team was a good team. It's not like they went 5-11. and 11. But we had this conversation a few weeks ago when the season ended, and both of us said, Ben Roethlisberger is no longer good enough for the Steelers to win a Super Bowl. And, like, objectively, that's their goal, right, to win a Super Bowl this year. They're not a team like the Jets, who, like, it would be great for them to win seven games. The Steelers, they're good every year. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they can do that with Ben Roethlisberger. But on the other hand, you're kind of right. I mean... I would think they made this decision knowing they're not in love with any of the quarterbacks that are available in the draft. Cause of the free agent quarterbacks, there's no one really that is even an upgrade over Ben, right? Like I don't think Cam Newton is an upgrade over Ben Fitzpatrick's obviously not, not an upgrade over Ben. So you're not getting a free agent better than him. Maybe if you like Sam Darnold, you could trade with the jets for him. That I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but maybe they don't like Sam Darnold. That's the thing. So it's all about your options, right? You're right. They're, they're picking it towards the back of the first round. So if they want to get one of those guys, chances are they're going to have to trade up to do it. Maybe they don't think that's worth it. I just can't see them actually winning a Super Bowl with, with him as the quarterback, though. So I guess for that reason, it's wrong. And they'll probably find themselves in the same situation next year being like, okay, we were a pretty good team this year because they're not going to fall totally off the cliff, I don't think. So even if Ben falls off and they win seven games instead of 11 like they did last year, you're not going to be drafting at the top of the draft. So you're going to have that same question like, okay, I mean, it won't take as much to trade up, but they'll still probably have to do that. So I guess it's the wrong call. The other thing I keep going back to this is if this is Bill Belichick, do we think Roethlisberger is coming back? It's a great question. Cause again, and I said this last week, Tom Brady was the guy to stay with the right. team, right? Like he was the guy. If he leaves, anyone can leave. Anyone is expendable. And that's what, you know, people say about sports. Anybody is expendable. And, and, and so, you know, I really think no matter what happens at the end of this contract, this is it for Ben. He's done. He's not going yeah. anywhere else. He doesn't have enough juice to go anywhere else where anybody would actually want him. He's not going to pull a Brett Favre. This is, this is definitely the end of the road for Ben, right? 
has to be. I, I don't. I mean, you're, I think if he was a free agent right now, I don't think any team would would give him a starting job. Honestly, like it's the Steelers or nobody else. Best of luck to him this year, Jared. Let's switch gears a little bit. I know you like the way they dribble up and down the court because basketball is your favorite sport. And it was the NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend. Jared, the slam dunk contest happened. I guess. It happened at halftime. Your boy OB Toppin didn't pull it out. It was Anthony Simons. Thoughts on the dunk contest? It's like in vogue to rip on the dunk contest every year. Everyone's like, wow, the dunk contest sucks. The dunk contest is dead. And then every, every so often, there's a really good one. I've just come to accept it for what it is at this point. Most years, I'm not going to be impressed by it. Honestly, the three-point shootout has really become like the main event. What's funny is the dunk contest is billed as, as the main event, but I think most people look forward to the three-point contest more than the dunk contest at this point. But every few years, you'll have one of those great dunk contests. Like a few years ago, and we had Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Last year's dunk contest when Gordon was in it was, was pretty good. This year's was not. Most years, that's going to be the case. It's such a high bar now, honestly. Like look back at the quote-unquote great dunks that they had in the dunk contests like in the late 80s, early 90s. And if guys did that now, you'd be like, that sucks. You know, like it was a novelty at the time for Dominique Wilkins to do these like tomahawk dunks. Now you see those in game. It's just such a high bar that you just have to accept it for what it is, Bobby. I hear that. There are people who are like, do we even need it anymore? I think we need it. I think it's fun. I think no matter who you get on there, it's fun. I think my biggest gripe is how are guys like Zion Williamson not in the yes, dunk contest? Yes. How is LeBron James not like how much more fun would it be if we had real superstars come out there? Not to say these guys can't ball, they can and they put on a good show. I mean, I personally thought OB Toppin's first dunk was phenomenal. Yeah. E- even though it was poo-pooed on by the commentary team. I-, I thought it was excellent. But put these dunks in guys like Zion Williamson, who just, I mean, hammers it down. Yeah. like borderline breaking the backboard, it becomes a lot more entertaining and a lot more interesting. And to your point on the creativity scale, yeah, like there's only so much you can do before it's like, yeah, we've seen that before. Like the opening dunk was a between the legs slam. It is so hard to do that. And everybody was like, eh, I mean, yeah. uh, I, whatever. I, I think the slam dunk contest is good. I think that it should be kept. I think that we should institute things like this in the All-Star Weekend for baseball. Yeah. It was fun. I had fun. Bobby, the second half of the NBA season gets underway this week. One big name is on the move. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Now it's official. Blake Griffin has signed to play in Brooklyn. Bobby, is this a big deal or not? Yeah, I think this is a big deal. I think this is a big deal. I think Blake revitalizes his career. And it's not that it was ever dead. He's just not like the high-flying slam artist who's putting up, you know, 25, 30 a game that he used to be. But, you know, it's it's very hard to do that over the course of an entire career. And then you look at a guy like LeBron James who can do it, and it's not fair to compare that. I think it's a big deal. And I think he's going to a winning team, and a team that will, for all intents and purposes, probably make it to the finals. Good for him. I think it's great. I think he's going to look good playing with guys like Durant and Harden and Irving. I think this is good all around for everyone, including the fans. There's no downside. I'll say that they're paying him basically the minimum. So, and if he's not good, if he's like actually cooked, doesn't matter. They're, they're not relying on him to be good at all because they're already really good. And by the way, Durant's barely played with the other two guys, but what does he add to them that they don't already have nothing really like he's still a good player. He's still probably serviceable, but what they really lack is like, size and defense and yes like he's a big guy but defense is certainly not his game anymore he's not nearly the athlete that he was so like sure is he can he score still yeah is he like still a a good playmaker he is but it's not like that's anything that they were lacking no but i i think it adds depth and i think that you use two words in the same sense which i would disagree with you said you know he's good and adequate i think he's good not adequate. I think he's a good player. He's better than serviceable. And he's a guy that can rotate in there that can provide you some really quality minutes. I, I don't, I don't see the downside to this at all. I think exactly what you said. He's, he's playing for nothing right now. It's not really a liability to the nets. He's got a lot to prove. So there's motivation there. I, I, I think this is good for him. Jared, let's go from professional to collegiate. The Creighton men's basketball coach, Greg McDermott, was put on a leave of absence for the moment 
for using the word plantation in a post-game speech to rile up his team. They have since reinstated him. Jared, thoughts on his gaffe and Creighton's handling of it? We obviously don't know Greg McDermott personally, neither me nor you, nor 99% of the people commenting on this story. So I kind of defer to Creighton on this. Was it stupid? Obviously. Like, it's just common sense. I said this to you earlier, Bobby, like me and you are much younger than Greg McDermott. And we know that that's not something like if we were hanging out and someone said that we would look at each other and be like, what? Like, does does this, is this guy, does he get it? So it's bad. I mean, there's degrees to this, obviously. Like, there are certain things that if you say it, there's no tolerance. Like, you're going to get fired because just, you can't feign ignorance. On something like this, like, can you feign ignorance? No, like, in the sense that it's commonsensical. But you just have to look at his history if you're the school. I don't know what his history is. Has he had past instances like this of not using this word, but just, like, questionable incidents where, yeah, you can give him the benefit of the doubt, but there is room to be like, but how did that happen? And so if you have an, if he has enough of those, then like, yeah, he should be fired. But if this is like a one-off thing and you know that that's just not Greg McDermott, like that's not indicative of the person that you know, then I'm fine with them being like, okay, he made a mistake. He's going to go through some sort of sensitivity training and we're going to reinstate him. And like, now he's on notice and we can all move forward with this. That's, I, I think they're handling it the right way. If that is the case, obviously, if there's more to this, if this is not a one-off, if he's had incidents like this in the past, he should get fired. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, even in the context of how he used it, I mean, you and I both looked at each other like, yeah. what is, what does that even mean? Like, I, I don't actually understand what he was getting. What was the exact phrase? Like, yeah, so I was going to say, if you don't, if you don't know what the context was for this, it was after a loss. They lost to Xavier. They went back to the locker room. He was trying – I think the message was, like, trying to get the team to stick together, to not come apart after a tough loss. And he said, we need everyone to stay on the plantation, which, like, as you are just saying, what does that even mean? It's super weird and, like, doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's super weird. Definitely a poor choice of words. Yeah. Definitely needed to be addressed. Apparently, they, like – he put it to the players. He's like, do you want me to leave or do you want me to stay? Apparently, they voted for him to stay. So I agreed. I, I defer to Creighton on this. I also defer to people for whom this usage of those words has a significantly different meaning than it does for me. Great and so point. It would, be, it would be hard for me to say like, this isn't that big of a deal or this is a huge deal because the truth is I don't really know. And I defer to those people. And I hope that Creighton did their due diligence on this and was like, okay, what do you guys think? What do you think? They, they, they got a, a plethora of opinions and they made the judgment call that they thought was right, which hopefully is bringing him back is the right thing. That was deep, very philosophical, Bobby. Let's talk about maybe the greatest philosopher of all time. The big Aristotle made his debut this week on AEW. If you don't know what that is, Bobby will fill Shame you in. Shame on you. As the chatter up wrestling expert, Bobby, how would you grade Shaq's performance on AEW? I first want to just put this in perspective. WWE is the primary brand. It has been the primary brand of wrestling for decades. The major leagues. The major leagues. There was competition in the early, well, say late 20th century, early 21st century with WCW. There was the Monday Night Wars. That was a big deal. And since then, there hasn't really been any main competition. All of a sudden, AEW comes around this past year, makes a splash, gets a major TV deal on TNT, and is on every Wednesday night and Wednesday night Dynamite. To get a guy like Shaq, no matter how good or bad that segment was, and I'll get to that in a second, is a huge deal. Like, that just brings name recognition to a product and a brand that wasn't there previously. Granted, you know, Shaq is on TNT, so it probably wasn't that big right. of a deal. But, like, to get a guy of his caliber to come and be like, hey, man, can you just, like, take a couple fake punches? But that's not what happened. Did you actually see what happened, Jared? I did see that he went through a table at the end. Like wrestling, we know wrestling is fake, but like going through a table is real. Like there is real pain involved there. Yeah, there's like a real risk. You know, even like Cody Rhodes, who was the wrestler there, the son of the great Dusty Rhodes. Mm. He did a cross body where he jumped at him over the top rope and Shaq like caught him and like fell all the way down. It wasn't just like falling like from your feet. He was like on the ring apron and fell off the ring through the tables and his head like looked like it bounced off the the, of the ground. Like he took a nasty bump and like good for him. I thought it was great. I don't care how it was received by anybody. 
good for AEW trying to make competition because competition is good in any business. This is great for wrestling fans around the world. If you want to see a good product, go turn on AEW. You want to see something that's like, you know, they consider it the major leagues, but it's not so great right now. Go turn on WWE. Honestly, both are great right now. We're getting into WrestleMania season. Jared's going to come up and watch WrestleMania. It's going to be amazing. I want to hear the grade though. Graded on the curve of against other celebrities who have appeared in wrestling matches, whether it's WWE, AEW, whatever. How do you grade Shaq's performance? If I just look at his performance in a vacuum with no context, it's one of the better ones, honestly. He wow. took significant bumps. Things that like people don't normally do. If you remember back in the day, Pete Rose would show up to the WWE and WrestleMania and take a tombstone from Kane like it was nothing. So it's not on that level yet. And also context, like it was a regular show on Wednesday night, but I think it's up there. It's one of the better ones of all time. He got physically involved. He went through a table. I mean, come on. I want to go through a table. So do you. I mean, it would be great. I Definitely one of the better ones. We can arrange that maybe. Oh, we should do it for the competition. That'd be great. All right, Jared, it is back to trivia time. Last week, I had a shot just to myself to take down the king. And I was unsuccessful. But this week, I am ready and waiting to take you down. Back to basics this week, Bobby. It's just me and you, which maybe is worse for you. Last week, I had to focus on beating you and Noah. Now I can focus my sole attention on you. So you can feel how you want about that. I feel great. I feel confident. Confidence is key, as you know, as we bring in the Quizmaster. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Listen, I'm, I'm great. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good about this. I, I, I feel like I put on a good show the last couple of weeks. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. All right, great. So um, before, before we get started, I asked you guys a trivia question today. That's going to lead us into the topic of the day. So what do the Browns, Nationals, Rockies, Tigers, and what was the last team I had? The Oilers. What do those five teams have in common? So I've come up with an answer that is definitively wrong, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Sure. They are all teams who have been in an existence for a number that is divisible by four. <laughs> Great. No. <laughs> Jared, do you have any guesses? I wish I had a better guess than that. I truly do not. Okay, so the, the answer is these are teams that exist now and used to exist in a previous life in a different sport. Interesting. So the, okay. the theme of the quiz is, and this is going to be an over-under quiz, of teams that are no longer with us. So we're okay. doing an over-under involving the first ever Topic we ever covered in trivia. Teams that are no longer around. So I have 12 teams. Three from baseball, three from basketball, three from football, and three from hockey. And you guys are going to give me one of the first, the guesser is going to give me the year, the last year they played a game. And then the other guy is going to say, did they, was, is it before or after that? Okay. So for instance, um, let's say Bobby. The team is the St. Louis Rams, which it's not, uh, they're not on this. Sure. I, I'm reaching back to the, at earliest, the 20th century. So let's say the St. Louis Rams, you say, you throw out a guess. 2010, whatever. All right. And Jared, you would obviously say after, because right. it was in 2016. Right. right. And, and so you would get the point. Uh, and right. once again, exact means you get two points. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Simple enough. Uh, yeah, it's simple enough, uh, and we have a tiebreaker just in case. So who wants to go first? I'll leave it to you guys to decide. Jared, I feel like I usually get to go first on these things, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you on this one. Okay, I will accept. So you're going to receive first. You're going to get guess first. We'll take the ball, and we're going to score. All right, so give me a number between 1 and 12. Eight. All right. So what is the last year the Houston Oilers played a football game? Okay. So I know the Texans came in. I think it was like 02, maybe 01, somewhere right around there. But obviously the Oilers were gone. It wasn't like 
they were just left the year before the Texans came. So I'm gonna say 1995. All right, Bobby. Is the correct answer before or after 1995? Um, I'm going to take the over. So after. After. Uh, so the correct answer is 1996. Yeah. Ooh. All right. One year, they Damn moved. It. They moved briefly to Memphis and that, to their now home of Nashville, Tennessee. So point to Bobby. Point to Bobby. And Bobby, you have control. Uh, give me a number other than eight, one through 12. Uh, 12. All right. This is going to be a difficult one. When was the last year the Hamilton Tigers played a hockey game? 2021. <laughs> no, don't. You can't count that. You can't count that. <laughs> under. <hope> under. <laughs> okay. The uh, Hamilton Tigers. Hamilton Tigers. <laughs> can I just get it? I don't know if you can give me this clarification. From what state or province is that coming from? Hamilton is in Ontario. Okay. Okay. Does that does that help you, Bobby? A hundred percent. Not <laughs> even a little bit. <laughs> this um, might be this might be the hardest one on the on the list. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm gonna go 1906. 1906. Jared is the correct answer before or after 1906. That is a long time ago. 1906. I, I feel like it has to be after. So I will say they last played after 1906. That's correct. They last played in 1925. They are the only first place team to miss the playoffs. All right. So moving right along, it's 1-1. Jared? Mm-hmm. What's the uh, let's, let's go number five. Number five. That would be the, wow, we're covering all the teams from the trivia question. Uh, the Syracuse Nationals. When was the last time they played a basketball game? 1960. All right, uh, Bobby, over or under? I'm going to take the under. Under. So you think they last played before 1960? Correct. The correct answer is their last game was in 1963. Ooh. Okay. You guys are are tickling it, though. You're you're not far off. Uh, Jared takes a two to one lead. Bobby, make it up. Number one. Numero uno. All right. When was the last time the Seattle Pilots played a Major League Baseball game? Yep. Yep. Jared definitively knows this one. No, I don't. I, I know where they moved to. I have no idea what. I, I mean, I would generalize. Jared. Enlighten us, Jared. Where did they move to? I believe they became the Milwaukee Brewers. They did. How about 1966? All right, Jared, before or after? I think after. All right, um, the correct answer is 1969. That was the first and last year. I thought so, I thought it was only one year, yeah. Jared, you're up three to one. This is by no means over. Where are you going? Number 10. Number 10, Jared, when was the last time the Quebec Nordiques played a hockey game? What do you got on this one? The Nordiques. I don't think it was that long ago. Any chance our boy Mud from last week played on these guys? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mud was a career Red Wing, I think. The Nordiques last played in 1986. Before or after, Bobby? Before. Correct answer is 1995. No way. Oh, I was thinking the 90s. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they moved to Colorado for the 95-96 season and they promptly won the Stanley Cup that year. Yeah, I was about to say. They both got really good. That sucks. Okay, so Bobby, you're down 4-1. to one. Here you going, buddy. What do you got? Number two. Number two. This is appropriate for you. When was the last year the St. Louis Browns played a baseball game? Yeah. Pressure is on. You should know this. I know. Because you know who the Browns became. Yep. Jared, enlighten those listening. That would be his hometown, Baltimore Orioles. He looks stressed right now. It is, it is bearing down on him. 
between two decades. And I always get this confused. Okay. 1948. All right, Jared, before or after? I'm going to say it was slightly after. I was thinking like somewhere in the 50s, so I'll say slightly after. You're correct. 1953. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I mean, we've been close. Oh, man. Everyone except for the Hamilton Tigers, we've been like within five years. Yeah. Yeah. And Quebec. The Nordic. Well, the hockey ones. Right. Um, Okay. So we have, we're halfway through the quiz and Jared's got five and six. Okay. 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 I got time. Okay. It's gut check time. It's gut check time. Jared, it's your guess. Number seven. Number seven, another Baltimore team, the Baltimore Colts. The Baltimore Colts up in the middle of the night. Out of there. Okay, so I know that they played they played they played and lost to the Jets in the 69 Super Bowl. So I know it's after that. I'm gonna say 1976. All right, Bobby, before or after? What was your guess, 76? 76. How about after? After. So the correct answer is 1983. There we go. Okay, okay. So Bobby's not out of it yet. Momentum. Momentum. He's got the next guess. What do you got? Uh, Has three been taken off the board? Three has not been taken off the board. Let's do three. All right, this is going to be a fun one. When was the last time the Cleveland Spiders played a Major League Baseball game? <laughs> oh, man. This is a famous team. I know. I know. They may be reincarnated. Who knows? I don't know why this date is sticking out to me. I just, I, I, I'm not sure it's right at all. Because I, no I know they go back. 1946? Jared, before or after? I think it was before. It was way before. Yeah. I thought it was like... 1899. Yeah, they won 20 games that season out of 156. <laughs> um, because they were owned they, they were owned by this by a guy who owned a different team and he just kind of moved all their pieces over there. 6 to 2. All right, Jared. I got time. I've got time. He's got he, he can still do it. He needs them he all and the tiebreaker. He needs them all or he can get a couple of questions right. That's right, and right on the give money. Some, uh, That's true. That's true. Himself some breathing room. So yeah. I think Jared is the next guesser. Okay, have we done number 9? We have not. All right. When was the last time the Dallas Texans played a pro football game? The Dallas Texans. Cowboys have obviously been around for a while. But how long? Definitely the 70s. I'll say 1962. All right. Bobby? Before or after? Before. It's exactly 1962. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? That's how you do it. Get out of here. Come on. I have you know, I was a huge Dallas Texans fan. I watched all the games. I followed all the Do you know the where players. they are now? No, because I gave up on them. I was so heartbroken. They are the modern-day Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, wow. Okay. God. All right. You know, so, it's, it's, it's validating when somebody else comes on here and, like, realizes how <laughs> difficult this is, like Noah did last week. This is, I mean, come on. All right. We got three left. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. All right. Um, so Jared just clinched the victory. Awesome. But we have three questions left. Let's answer them. Why not? Bobby, take one. Eleven? Eleven. All right. When was the last time the Colorado Rockies played a hockey game? <laughs> To be clear, you meant to say hockey. A hundred percent. Right, right, right. I, I mean... The, I you have, know what's interesting? This team is near and dear to my heart right now. They are my beloved New Jersey Devils. I thought so. I thought that was the case. I have no idea. I don't, I don't even have a frame of reference to take a guess here. Jared, do you, I, I assume you have a frame of reference. Somewhat of a frame of reference. Well, I know when the Devils... like I, I know the Devils... We're very good at a, at a certain point in time. So that, that gives me some idea. 
I don't know, man. 1965? All right, Jared, before or after? This is a definite after. It is definitely an after. Um, Bobby, you guessed the year in the original Six Era. <laughs> I have absolutely no frame of reference here. We have two basketball teams left, actually. Um, Jared, take one of them. Uh, just say one or two. Doesn't matter. One. All right, one. The Buffalo Braves. The Buffalo Braves, led by the great Bob McAdoo. I think it was early 80s, so I'm going to say 81. Bobby, before or after? After? Before. <laughs> Come on. 1978. Close and Bobby, we, we've saved the best for last. Hit me. The Providence Steamrollers. They were an <laughs> NBA team who last played in what year? I have no idea, Bobby. Just say I have an no NBA idea. An NBA team? In Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. 1958. All right. Over or under, Jared? 58 seems a little late. I'll go before 58. 1949. They yeah. just packed. They just packed it up. I mean, God. maybe you should just pack it up this week, Bobby. I, I, this is just ridiculous. So listen, as we say every week, somebody else come on here. Do what I do. I'd love to see you go up against Jared. It is not easy. He is a machine, and it is Who's unfair. Next, Quizmaster. Thank you so much. Uh, this was. Definitely a quiz that I absolutely should have had a shot in. I am sorry I disappointed you. You didn't disappoint me. You're, you're just fine. I, I love you the way you are. <laughs> he has very um, low and, expectations, Bobby. <laughs> and guys, if you guys want to show up and try and beat Jared and Bobby, go more ahead. If you have any quiz ideas, I'm going to start running out soon. So help me go. out. There you go. There you go. Quizmaster might need a little help sometimes. So if you have anything you want to talk about in a quiz, hit me up hit up Bobby and Jared we're gonna have some fun and we got some more user content so let's do it Bobby this week marks the return of our favorite game show and America's favorite game show would you rather but speaking of game shows last week we debuted a brand new segment called soundboard where you played a sound and we challenged the listeners to guess what that sound was to win the grand prize of a dollar. To our shock and surprise, no one got it. That was a ridiculous clip. They had no, no one had any chance at getting that. It, it wouldn't be fun if we were just like, hey, nobody wins. Sucks for you guys. So we're going to award the one dollar to the man with the closest guess. Luckily, that man was the man who appeared on last week's podcast in their trivia segment. He thought he was walking away with nothing but a giant L in trivia. Turns out he's walking away with a dollar. That would be Dr. Noah Kirsch. Woo! Who guessed that the sound was a puck drop. It was not, Bobby. Why don't you tell the people what it was? Jared, the sound that we were looking for was a football jug machine. Somebody loading the football in and putting it through the machine. Noah, the closest guest we had guesses of a basketball off the front rim a baseball bat being dropped after a hit we deem the puck to be the closest by our very objective arbitrary decision making process so no you will be receiving the one dollar on the condition that you mention this week's brand new episode of chatter up on instagram or you retweet it on twitter either one we'll be glad to give you your dollar that being said, Bobby, let's launch right into Would You Rather. Let's do it. All right. So the NFL draft is not so far away. The NBA draft, I don't know what it's going to be this year. It might not be that far away, but it's almost draft time. And so I crafted Would You Rather around the NFL and the NBA draft. I want to give a shout out to our loyal listener, Michael Tabak, for raising this Would You Rather with me. The question is, Bobby, which fan base would you rather be and the theme of this is bad trades trade number one in the 2017 nfl draft you're a chicago bears fan your team has the number three pick there's a couple of really good quarterbacks on the board your team needs a quarterback you're like good we're gonna get one at number three your team decides 
We're not going to stick at number three. We don't want to take any chances. Miles Garrett just went off the board at number one for the Browns. We want to make sure we get our guy. So we're going to trade up to number two with the 49ers. We trade our number three pick, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a third rounder in the following draft for the number two pick where we take Patrick Mahomes. Nope, nope, no, no, no. Where we take Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Nope, that's not what we do. Oh, okay. Where we take Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. Over Mahomes and Watson. Who knows where the Bears would be had they taken Mahomes or Watson. I can tell you one thing. They'd be in a way better spot than they are today. That sucks. But does it suck more, Bobby, than being a 76ers fan? In 2017 as well. Draft night on 2017. Well, you know what? Let's go back because this, this trade was not made on draft night. Two weeks before the draft, you're a Sixers fan. You have the number three pick in the draft. Some highly regarded players out there. You already have building block pieces in Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. You're looking to compliment them, and you say, no, we're not going to stick at number three. We want to get our guy. So we're going to trade up to the number one pick held by the Boston Celtics. We're going to trade in exchange for the number one pick, our number three overall pick in 2017, and our 2019 first-round pick, which ended up being the 14th overall pick, for number one. And we're going to take Jason Tatum. Nice. Record scratch. No, we're not. We're actually going to take Markel Fultz at number one, and the Celtics are going to take Jason Tatum at number three. Fultz never worked out in Philadelphia. They trade him shortly thereafter to Orlando for nothing. Never got much out of him. Jason Tatum has gone on to blossom into one of the best young players in the NBA. One of the best overall players in the NBA. So all that being said, Bobby, would you rather have to endure the Bears trading up for Mitchell Trubisky, passing on Mahomes and Watson, or the 76ers trading up for Fultz, passing on Jason Tatum? Yeah. You know, when, when, when you first posed this to me, my immediate gut reaction was like, oh, I missed that on Mahomes. That's clearly the worst trade here. But I really don't think it's as simple as that upon further review. You would have a tough time convincing me that putting in even Mahomes, that the Bears would win a Super Bowl if they just right now switch out Trubisky for Mahomes. Now, granted, there's obviously a lot more to that. There's like luring players to your team. There's chemistry, whatever. Sure, I I understand that. But I'm not convinced that they win the Super Bowl. If the 76ers stay where they are, or even if they trade up and they get Tatum, you're talking about Tatum and Bede and Simmons? Without Tatum, that team was already very close to an NBA Finals appearance. With Tatum, adding in Tobias Harris, I mean, that is absolutely my pick to go to the NBA Finals. I mean, there's, there's but they just... might not have Tobias Harris if they have Tatum. Fair point. But the flip side is they keep the assets that they traded for Tobias Harris. Exactly, and even with just the three of those guys, I mean, Embiid, Simmons, and Tatum. Is it as good as Harden, Durant, and Irving? Probably not. But man, that is a lethal trio. So I think the Sixers would have been more in line and had a better chance to win a championship had they drafted correctly than the Chicago Bears. So at the moment, and I'm ready to be convinced otherwise, I'm going to say that the 76ers trading up to get Markel Fultz was a worse trade than the Bears missing out on Mahomes and Watson for Trubisky. You are right that this is a tough one because, yeah, Simmons, Embiid, and Tatum. And it's not like – it's not one of these things where, like, oh, if they drafted Tatum in 2017, they wouldn't have a chance to draft Embiid or Simmons because those guys were drafted before. Tatum would have been the final guy. So if they take him, yeah, you're talking about three guys, three of the top – 20 players in the league like Embiid is clearly in the top 10 right now you can argue Tatum is like back end of the top 10 even if you want to say whatever he's top 15 Simmons definitely top 20 you're mm-hmm. talking about having three top 20 guys who are like what they're all I mean Embiid is the oldest of the bunch and I don't know what are you 26 years old now yeah yeah so it's like yeah you are loaded 
with talent. I think I still lean towards the Bears, though, because, first of all, you said you don't think they win a Super Bowl. You might be right about that, but they got to the playoffs two years ago with Trubisky as the starter for most of the year, for the whole year, I think. They lost that double-doink game to the Eagles, but, like, they got as far as they did with, like, an amazing defense and with Trubisky, who's as bad – I mean, pretty much as bad as it gets in terms of starting-level players. So, like, I'm definitely not convinced that if you swap out even Watson – like, Mahomes we, – we agree, Mahomes is the, by far the best quarterback in the NFL, but Watson's awesome, as we've talked about. He's, like, sure. right there. He's in the top five, and he's a hell of a lot better than Trubisky. So I'm not even convinced that if you put Watson on that team, they're not in the Super Bowl. But Mahomes, I think you're too quick to just dismiss the Bears could not have won the Super Bowl if you swap Mahomes in for Trubisky. But even if that's true, Mahomes is, what, 25 now? Like, we talked about it with Watson a couple weeks ago in terms of going to the Jets. If you have Mahomes on your team, like, you're relevant for the next 12 years at minimum. So, like, sure, in 2017 – the Bears and let's say 2017 through 2019, the Bears might not have been good enough to win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, but they'd have him for let's just assume his whole career. They're gonna at some point be good enough, probably almost definitely, because Mahomes is otherworldly to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, and granted, it's not all because of Mahomes. The Chiefs have a lot of talent, and we saw in this year's Super Bowl, like Mahomes was couldn't do anything without like the offensive line being there. So it's not like we just say the chiefs are Super Bowl contenders purely because of Patrick Mahomes, but like it's close, right? As long as they have Patrick Mahomes, regardless of Andy Reid might leave, Travis Kelsey might leave Tyree kill, who knows what's going to happen. But as we see here today, I can't see a scenario where like, we're not saying the chiefs have a shot just because they have Patrick Mahomes. Like if they put the right guys in place, they can win it. And the six, ah, man, cause that's such a loaded team. But it's like, uh, you still got to go through LeBron. You still, at that point, you have to go through Golden State. Was That's when Golden State was, you know, Golden yeah. State. Yep. Yep. And now who knows, like, obviously, who, if that trade doesn't happen, who knows, whatever. It could be a whole butterfly effect. Who knows what happens there. But Tatum, I think just because of how good we think Mahomes is going to be, like, Tatum's awesome. He is, like I said, you could argue he's a top 10 guy. You could very well argue that, like, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Does he look like he's going to be one of the best players of all time? Probably not, and that's not a knock on him. It's just most guys are not going to be that. There's a very real possibility that in 15 years we're saying Patrick Mahomes is the best football player of all time, the best quarterback of all time. If you want to be like Brady's going to be the best ever, fine. Mahomes is the second best ever, whatever. The ceiling, I don't think, is there for Tatum. And so I think I have to take the opposite side here. I think that's a really fair point. And, and one of the ones that got me was your point about, like, okay, if, if the 76ers do, in fact, draft Jason Tatum and they have that big three, you know, who are they going through at that time and even up to now? Who are they going through that they're going to have to take? You're right. They're probably not beating Golden State. You know, the year – God, what was it? When did LeBron win with Cleveland? 16, I think. 16, right. So this would have been slightly after that. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> it sucks I, to me either. Yeah, I, I mean, in both of these scenarios, you're you're literally talking about the possibility of a championship that you just like, because you missed one pick, you are no longer a champion, you know? And it's like, yeah. the repercussions of this are being felt significantly more, in my opinion, in Chicago than they are in Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia right now has built themselves up and are a contender every year. And right now are first in the East. So they're doing all right. Chicago. (laughs) They're in no man's land. Yeah. You know, what do you, what do you do with that team? I don't think anyone is going to pick them to win a Super Bowl, let alone come out of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Does that change with Mahomes or Watson? I'll say your odds are a lot better, like significantly better. And so I, I, mm, yeah. And what sucks about both of these is that it wasn't just that they passed on these guys. Cause there's a lot of te- like Watson, I think went number seven overall. Mahomes went number 10. There are a lot of teams that passed on those guys, but it's like, it's one thing. All right. If we would have had the third pick and you didn't take Mahomes or Watson, you take Trubisky, it still sucks. Like it would be terrible. I don't think you'd feel much better, but they still, they gave up 
assets, not just missing the pick. Like they gave up a third rounder, a fourth rounder, another third rounder the next year. Like those are just assets that either you could have drafted other players at, or you could use to make, you know, the opportunity cost of making another trade that maybe makes you better. And the same thing applies for the Sixers. They didn't give up as much in terms of draft capital because they only gave up one other pick. But still, like, it's not just that you missed the pick. You also gave up an asset that you could have used to make you better. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, th- I think I probably I'm, I'm going to I'm going to switch sides. I'm going to switch. Sides. I have convinced I, you. I think you have provided enough of a convincing argument for me to say that missing out on Mahomes for the Bears was a larger miss and changed the trajectory of that team way more than missing out on Tatum did. Not to say that the 76ers wouldn't have had a better shot and may have won a championship already with Tatum. Yep. They could win a championship this year and people would be like, that's not crazy. Versus if the Bears won a championship this year, everybody would be, nobody would pick to see that. And and, and so, yeah, for, for those reasons, you, you win, Jared. I would rather be a 76ers fan than a Bears fan. My law school tuition finally pays off. <laughs> We covered a lot in this week's episode. Dare I say it was shacktastic. Oh, I see what you did there. You see what I did there. It was great. We had a lot of fun, and next week's going to be even better as we keep marching along. Coming up on that almost one year, Jared. It's coming up. It's soon. a big one. It's a big, it's a big one. one. We'll do another What Did I Miss? We'll do another trivia segment. There's going to be a whole lot of fun and games. Who knows what we'll have on next week, but you're not going to want to miss it. Be there or be square. Thank you again to the Quizmaster, as always, every week. Another fun quiz. We always enjoy it. And like the Quizmaster said, you want to be on. If you want a piece of Bobby, you want a piece of me, you know where to find us. Trivia, we will we'll allow you to pick what sport you want to do, whatever it is. We Just just come on. Just take us on. If you don't want to do trivia, but you've got an idea for the Chatter Chamber, we haven't had one of those in a while, love to bring that back. Or if you're one of those people that's just like, hey, I don't have a radio voice. I don't want to be on podcasts with you guys, but I would love to hear you talk about X. You know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, at chatter underscore up. Chatter up podcast at gmail.com. Or if you know us, just get in touch with us. We absolutely love hearing new ideas. Love to talk about whatever it is that you have in mind. And if you want to get in the ring with Jared in a Hell in a Cell match, he's also ready to do that. You mentioned Bobby. You want to get put through a table. If you know, it, we, we if you're out there and you just want to put Bobby through a table, also also get in touch with us. Yeah, a hundred percent. You're not going to want to miss it. So with that in mind, Jared, it's been a pleasure. I will see you again next week on the next Chatter Up.